Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pallet right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. Time to play the game where we find out who's capping. It is... This is the game where we find out if this is the bullshit. I am the Alpha Variant, Natsua, New Rule. And beside me, it is the Omega Variant, co-producer, Smarts. <coughs> what up with you, sir? <laughs> Everything good, man. How was your Thanksgiving, bro? Other than the fact that I had some terrible food, I had a great time. I don't know if I should have said that because I was with my business manager. Well, you should have came by. I invited you over to my crib. We had some nice food, man. I did a turkey breast. I did a deep fried turkey breast. It was amazing. Was you working with Rick Ross when he said, nah, we're doing thighs now? (laughs) (laughs) Smarts, man. I am so happy to see you. So happy to be back. Episode 70. Let's keep this thing going, my man. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's play the game. An Alabama woman who says she was falsely arrested for shoplifting at a Walmart and then threatened by the company after her case was dismissed has been awarded $2.1 million in damages. A Mobile County jury on Monday ruled in favor of Leslie Nurse of Simmies? I don't know. Sims? Aren't you like halfway from Alabama? Yeah, but I'm from Anniston, Alabama. I don't I I, I don't know where Sims. It might be Sims. Okay, Leslie Nurse of Plantation, Alabama. Oh, okay. Wow. Now, Nurse said in a lawsuit that she was stopped in November 2016 when she was trying to leave a Walmart with groceries that she already paid for. This is according to AL.com or Alabama.com. She said that she used the self-checkout machine, but the scanning device froze. Workers did not accept her explanation, and she was arrested for shoplifting. Her case was dismissed a year later, but then she received letters from a Florida law firm threatening a civil suit if she didn't pay $200 as a settlement according to her lawsuit. That was more than the cost of the groceries that she was accused of stealing in the first place. So nurse said to Walmart, well, nurse said that Walmart, I'm sorry, y'all. Nurse said that Walmart instructed the law firm to send the letters that she wasn't the only one receiving these letters. The defendants have engaged in a pattern and practice of falsely accusing innocent Alabama citizens of shoplifting and thereafter attempting to collect money from the innocent acute well from the innocently accused all right so now wkrg which is obviously a, a local alabama tv station uh, they reported that the trial featured testimony that walmart and other major retailers routinely use such settlements in states where laws allow it where walmart can be like yo listen you owe me this money period mm. you know what i'm saying uh-huh. so so here goes the thing. SmartSide asks you, is it the bull that you can make $2.1 million from Walmart in five years by allegedly stealing items than rather legitimately working for Walmart in five years stocking those items? That's, yeah, that's some BS, man. Yo, that's ridiculous. Some big BS. <laughs> According to hiphopnews.com, Kanye West's appearance on Drink Champs is still a topic of discussion weeks later. Aside from addressing his beef with Drake, his inevitable divorce with Kim Kardashian, and his inevitable divorce with black Democrats, he gave the Broad Street bully himself, Beanie Siegel, credit for coining the name Yeezy and admitted that he's been trying to pay Siegel for his contribution to the Yeezy brand. Siegel later revealed that Kanye West once promised him 
$50 million for coming up with the nickname Yeezy, saying, I got a phone call from the mother the other day. He says, see, gonna get this $50 million and a 5% stock in Yeezy. That's a lot of money. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's not bad. Yeah. And I don't know if no, but Yeezy did $1.7 billion last year. So here you go. Now it looks like Kanye West might finally pay up. On Monday, which is November the 29th, there are photos online of Freeway and Beanie Siegel spreading large stacks of $100 bills on their way to what they call in Philly the shaky butt. Wow. Those are strip clubs. I'm making oh, jokes. I'm making jokes. I don't know if they was <laughs> on their way to a shaky butt. I'm just saying they had mad $100 across their arms. And they uh, jokingly said that Beanie Siegel is available for quote-unquote smarts nickname consultation for a cool $100,000. That's what's up. Smarts, is it the bull that Beanie ain't come up with he just made Kanye West get down or lay down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nah, man, Siegel was my boy. I, be, I, I, I you know, I rock with Siegel. I, I, I believe it. I believe the story. I believe he made it up. And finally, and finally, and finally, yo, what is going on in Charlie Rock's hood? <laughs> Don't do Charlie like that. Hey, yo, nah, what's going on in Charlie Rock's hood? Shout out to the Bronx. Yo, Charlie be outside all the time. Yeah. I be like, yo, I be feeling like a parent when I see him take pictures. I be like, yo, go in the house. Yeah, Things Charlie, are crazy Charlie, out here. Charlie be outside. Go go inside the house, sir. Okay. <clears throat> Kamani Garrett was shot in the neck in the Bronx just last week. The then 13-year-old walked to the train heading to school, which was the Manhattan Business Academy in Chelsea. I felt like a force in me. And my chest and my arm felt tight. And it kind of was hard to breathe. This is what Mr. Garrett said. I didn't know I got shot at first until I kneeled down because it was too hard to breathe. Then I saw the blood dripping. Oh, man. He said now he is just a little sore and he's itchy as he's healing. So he's getting better. Okay, that's good. He's alive and well, ladies and gentlemen, okay? Police say Hubert Wiggs, 36-year-old. I don't know if he's from the boogie down. But he's a 36-year-old man named Hubert Wiggs. He is arrested, ladies and gentlemen. He is arrested. He was sitting in front of his home on East 223rd Street in the Bronx, pointing a 38 caliber revolver at people walking by. After being shot, Garrett actually asked Wiggs for help, not realizing he was the one who fired the gun. He didn't want to help me. He threw something at me and then... Uh, and then when I was walking away to the other guy who called the cops, he started mumbling, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. This is what Gary said in a testimony. Gary usually walks with his sister, but last Tuesday morning she was running late, so he was alone. I was actually thankful that she wasn't there because if she was the one that got shot, I don't know what I would have done. Yeah, that's wild. The bullet entered the left side of his neck and incredibly did not hit any major vessels. God is good. Wiggs, who was out on parole, is charged with attempted murder, assault, criminal possession of a weapon, reckless endangerment, and medicine. I'm sorry, not medicine. I'm sorry. Menacing. Okay. Menacing. I do know how to read. I'm sorry. <laughs> Menacing. I would honestly forgive him. This is what Mr. Garrett's saying. I would honestly forgive him because if I still hold a grudge against him, I would feel like, you know, it would leave me with guilt. Garrett said, even the brush with death, I'm not afraid. I know God's on my side and I know he helped protect me. So I don't have to worry about anything. All right, young soldier, I hear you. 
Smart side asks you. Just go ahead. Man. I ask you, this smart, smart side asks you. I ask you, smart, smart side asks you. Bang, 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 nah, bang, bang. I ask you, smarts. This is crazy. Is it the bull that 50 Cent just gave him a 360 deal with G Unit? You ain't gotta answer that. <laughs> wow. You know we in this town. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he about to be on BMF episode 10, too. Oh, you crazy. Thank you. You. Happy to see you alive, brother. Bye bye. 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 Everybody on a Martin, everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash and burn 40 on the Yeah, I'm acting dirty if it's at the appellation to the appellation. I'ma do whatever that they take to make a black a nation. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sweets, and I'm your chief flight attendant. On behalf of the pilot and the entire crew, welcome aboard the late night flight. And here is your captain, the Now River of New Jersey, the pilot of Tuskegee Training, the greatest Henny Badger who has ever lived, the creator of Black Pilot Radio and the Late Night Flight. Here is the victorious one, Nassour Nuru. What up, my passengers? We are first in priority and will be departing in five minutes. We appreciate your business. With that being said, this flight ain't cheap. Donate to the cash app, dollar sign, the late night flight. Now, it might be a little turbulence, but we are predicting clear skies on our way back to Jersey. But before we do, do us a solid. Give us a like on our Facebook page. Follow us on IG to click the link tree in the bio. Chirp at us on Twitter at the late night flight and you can catch all. 70 episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Amazon Music, Audible, The Late Night QR Scan, wherever, wherever, wherever podcasts are available. Now let's take off. I think I hit the lottery. I got 20,000 downloads on Spotify. I'm Black Man Podcast Socrates. I'm blessed like Deuteronomy. Some weak way homie said that they grew tired of me. I spin that block like pottery. Go do do shoot through Odyssey. Don't make your mama cry for me. Yelling why I fired three. I started on Baltic Ave. Now we make Monopoly. Married to the game. I recreate monogamy. Gotta love what I eat. I can't recreate misogyny. I came up out that mug. Call that young man your young broccoli. Waking big philosophy. I'ma start astrology. Hold on. This is the late night flight. I am Nasua New Rule alongside co-producer Smarts. This is episode 70. And before I talk about how I am attracted to my barber, who is a woman, who is a woman. I want to talk about some things before we even talk about Bob Costas and LeBron James having COVID and LeBron James fighting COVID and, and his cancer and LeBron James fighting COVID and his cancer and Bob Costas. We'll get to that in a second. Uh-huh. But I just want to say straight up though, I want to thank everybody and anybody that has been a part of this show, anybody and everybody that has hit me or smarts up talking about the Late Night Flight podcast because this is a new thing for us. We've been doing this for a year. In my mind, I've been doing this for four years because I've been a program director for an online radio station. And that's how I quit. Like, I, I moved on from being a songwriter, started doing this medium. Mm-hmm. And then I had this fruition of this idea where I wanted to create a show that was more show than talk. 
Okay. I realized that with podcasting, you can do whatever you want in this free form style. I know that podcasting, for the most part, we believe podcasting to be these intimate conversations. Right. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with the intimate conversations. I just felt as though that a lot of people that want to have these intimate conversations, no disrespect. I think a lot of us don't really know what we're talking about. And then we expect people to find us interesting, yet we don't know what we're talking about. One thing about journalists Mm -hmm. that I respect, not even personalities, I'm talking about journalists. Journalists have no other choice but to give you sources. Right. Primary and secondary sources. Hell, you can even use somebody's Instagram account at this point because that's a secondary source. If it's coming from Kyrie Irving Mouth from his platform on Twitter or Instagram, you can use that as news. Right. So I wanted to have that style when I created this show. I wanted to make sure that we use primary sources, secondary sources. Hey, sometimes we could do some speculation, but we should know about what we're talking about. Absolutely. Before we start just jumping up in America's ears and saying, yo, check our podcast out. I appreciate the people that are listening. We appreciate the 20,000 downloads. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to say it. I just had to say it. I just had to put it out there, put it in the airways because, um, and I'm not going to make it a long thing, right. but this new podcasting era, it's like a gold rush. Yes. You got all these platforms handing out all this money for these podcasts. So everybody... Loves to talk. Everybody thinks that, you know, that they have something to contribute. Everybody has something to say. Podcasting is the perfect place to do it. There's nothing wrong with it. There's a lot of competition out here. And um, we, we, we seem to be on to something. With, 20, with one year, 20,000 downloads in, it may, seem, it may not seem like a lot to a lot of people, but it's hard. It, we worked hard to get the 20,000 that we got, and we're proud of it. With that being said, Let's start the show letting people know The Late Night Flight is a show that discovers America's absurdities. And with this show, I think I found a little bit of some absurdities for you to for you to understand, for you to understand what is absurd about this country. For instance, Bob Costas, who, in my opinion, is probably is probably one of the greatest sports broadcasters in American history the last 40 years. I'm talking about. Well, yeah. Stephen A. Smith right now, but Howard Cosell in the 60s and the 70s. And I would say after that, like 84 to like, like 2004, Bob Costas yeah. is the man when it comes to sports. And the funny thing about Bob Costas is he's not even an ESPN personality. No. He's from NBC and he's bigger than all oh, of them. Yeah, yeah. All of them. He's a household name. He's a household name. So For sure. when you hear Bob Costas talk about his opinion on sports, we I don't care what race you are. You're gonna be quiet. You're gonna be quiet and listen. Yeah. This is this man is 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 accredited. Mm-hmm. So this is the same man who has defended Colin Kaepernick. Okay. This is the same man who has went on record to say that lift every voice and sing should be the new national anthem at sports games. Okay, wow. So this guy, in a sense. From a black man's perspective or a black person's, a black American's perspective, I would say that this guy, Bob Costas, if you invited him to the cookout, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Okay. Until I heard this. Okay. Smarts play this. All right. He seems to fancy himself as Frederick Douglass in Nikes, and I don't think he's actually up to that. Uh, he often says things that are ill-considered or makes sweeping condemnations that are imprecise. 
he perhaps sees himself as in the Arthur Ashe or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar mold, but I just don't think he's there. And while I guess we have a looser idea about profanity in public these days, I don't think it's terribly classy for somebody who aspires to the kind of regard he hopes to have from Americans that he's constantly using profanity. Bigotry. No, I'm just playing. (laughs) Maybe, maybe Bob Costas is suffering from old white man traditional stance. Right. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't, Don't now, of course. As a black American, first thing I'm going to jump out and say, this racist mother, you mother, you mother. mm." Hey, man. Sometimes white people feel like they have the privilege to speak on issues that, you know, no necessarily they shouldn't even be speaking on. So the audacity, or the other word, the caucasity of you speak on black issues. (laughs) Wow. Nah. Nah. LeBron, yeah. LeBron, take them Nikes off. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't no real LeBron, man. You're not, you're not, you're not uh, a black leader. You curse too much. Yeah, yeah, nah. I don't care if you, I don't care if you made a school. You got metal detectors in there. Yeah, yeah. You're not Booker T. Washington. Yeah, yeah. You're not W. E. B. Du Bois. Yeah, yeah. You're Frederick Douglass. Nah. I take up for black people, so I get to talk about black issues all I want. Yeah. yeah. Come on, man. Cut this crap out, man. Like, come on, Bob yeah. Costas. Like, now I'm gonna say this. There's fairness to it if you want to compare LeBron to a a Bill Russell or a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because these are different times. Absolutely. You know, like, like for instance, late night talk show today, you can have a host that come on there and look casual because that is the way of the world today. 30 years ago when it was Johnny Carson and Ed Sullivan and all that, they was in draped in the, the baddest suits ever. First of all, back in the days, all they wore was top hats and suits. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So from his memory, you know, things were different. Right. People, people curse now. Yes. It's acceptable. Yes. Yes. So because you don't like cursing. Yeah, it's, you know? it's, it's ridiculous because, first of all, we're talking about a man who built a school. That's number one. Number two, alongside his friends, his circle, which is the powerful, the most, in my opinion, the most powerful circle in American sports the last 40 years. Facts. LeBron James, Carmelo Anthony, D. Wade, Chris Paul, they did actual change. Don't get me wrong. They I thought you were talking about LeBron's actual team around no, no. him. That's me- <laughs> I ain't even talking about them. Who, who actually changing the game too? But we yeah. all talk about just these four, the okay. four horsemen of the NBA. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rick Flair and his team, LeBron James the and his team. Got you. These guys, because this is what they're doing. Think about this for a second. Where Michael Jordan is the only black person to own a team. Now you have Shaquille O'Neal and Dwayne Wade doing minority ownership so they can build their resume. Yes. So they can move on and get a team. Own a team. And here's the dope thing about these new NBA players and the ones that probably, I want to say probably, that retired in the last, I don't know, let's say eight to nine years. So we're talking about anybody that's from Tracy McGrady to Ray Allen to, well, to post-humorous, of course, the great Kobe Bryant, Dwayne Wade. White people, Hispanic people, Asian people, love them. Love them. Love them. I mean, even if we want to go out of town and say Stefan Marbury, a, a, a goat of a Nick, like my man Stefan Marbury. He got China on smash. He got China on smash. Mm. NBA players, in my opinion, are the coolest players 
in American sports. It's like when you see them, I don't care if they're white, Asian, whatever. It's like everybody want to shake their hand. Everybody want to be like mm-hmm. them. They're just cool presences. Right. But back to LeBron, these guys made sure that black Americans, right? No matter mm-hmm. what, what, no matter what creed of the black you are, right? They can go into the NBA and own a team now. Right. Because they- everybody loves them. It ain't, it ain't some white person named Walter is going to just scream you and be like, I don't know LeBron because you, you know what I'm saying? But after what Bob Costas did, somebody may do that. So I don't understand why he would do such a thing. Um, like I, like we could just go back to, you know, sometimes people, um, and when I say people, I mean white people in a sense, sometimes they feel like they, they, they can speak on our issues and sometimes it comes across very condescending, right? Because I understand the place that he was coming from, but mm-hmm. it coming from him is, sounds condescending and it's, and it's wrong. It sounds wrong. Even if, even if you can understand his perspective, but because he's not our grandfather saying it, it's coming from an old, an old, an old Caucasian man. It's it. It sounds crazy because other people that that look like him are going to take it the wrong way, or going to take it the the way that we're going to accuse him racism or you know condescending or whatever you want to say it. They're going to take it that way. If our grandfather was to say it, it, we would take it a whole different way. To conclude this segment, because as we know, the next segment, I'm going to tell you about what happened with my barber and why I'm attracted to my barber, (laughs) who happens to be a woman. I just want to say something about all this. You got to understand this. Got to understand this, yo. I wonder how our relatives felt when Thomas Jefferson was telling them, hey, 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 hey. That's not the white way to brush your teeth. <laughs> this is the white way to brush your teeth. <laughs> wow. Because this is what's happening. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is exactly what's happening. It's yeah. white Americans, right, get to tell black, black Americans how to, be black. how to be not only black, but be American. Like, yo, we don't mm-hmm. go through this soul brother histrionic dancing while you in doing the touchdown. Like, we shake hands. Exactly. We sweat hard. We we're, work we're off will. American. We're American. And and I hate that. Yeah. I hate yeah. You know what I mean? Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? LeBron has shown whether it's this generation or he could have did it 20 years ago or 40 years ago that he's implementing real change that's American. Not only just black. Yeah. Yeah. I'm older than white. Yeah. I get to talk about black issues whenever I want. See? I can do whatever I want. See? Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. No. Hell no. I'm not going to take the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Do, the, do the grandchildren what? Do the yeah. grandchildren Okay, one. yeah. I got black grandkids. Yeah. I get to talk about whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> I marched in the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Oh, okay. I write with black people. Yeah. Okay, we're in house. Welcome. This is, this is the late night flight. You are live. <laughs> you are live from tape. Okay. <laughs> That's Sue and rule co-producer smart. So before we talk about Thriller, Giving out two thousand dollars a month and two thousand dollars in their uh in their inequity rather uh-huh. to their program to the thriller app for black creators. We're going to talk about that on this segment. I'm going to talk about the story that everybody wants to hear. Everybody wants to know uh-huh. why I am attracted to my barber. Go ahead, man. Let us know who just so happens to be a woman. Let's go. So here's what happened. It's so funny because I have my uh my relationship uh savant. Yes. My man, Nate. Wow. 
the one and only. Mr. Wow. Mr. Wow. So for those who've been hearing like the last eight episodes of this great piece of audio business, when you hear, wow, that's my man, Nate. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You're going to hear from a, a much, well, I said a much, much more during, uh, during these segments and during these other episodes because he was a part of the most downloaded show ever. Yeah, the, the was the Alpha Brunch. The Alpha Brunch. Mm-hmm. Yo, that's what we got wow from. We got that's what we got the wow <laughs> from, yo. Word is boy. We was like, Nate, you first. He's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So clip that. Here's what happened. Exactly. Thank you for that business, Nate. Appreciate you, my job. <laughs> Appreciate you, my guy. So I get my haircut from a woman. I, I hate to say this out loud. Nate may not like this, but it's a Dominican woman. now now here's what happened here's what happened here's what happened because it's it's actually deeper than rap than what i'm about to say to you okay so imagine imagine smarts this woman cutting cutting your hair for whatever reason well for whatever reason i'm just saying the style she may style it for whatever reason right and then she just start massaging your shoulder oh okay and i'm over here like yo i just came from the gym like what are you doing yo like, do you not know what you're doing right now? Because I don't think these other Dominican men is going to like what's going to happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? So she just like, nah, you know, like, uh, this is what I do for some of the customers. You know what I'm saying? Like, after they done, you know what I mean? Of course, you want a little tip. You know what I'm saying? Right. Fine. You can get a little tip. No problem. You know what I'm saying? I feel good. I'm erect. Wow. <laughs> oh, and, then, and then the next week I come, you know what I mean? Because one of our multiverse events is happening. Right, right. We'll get another cut real fast. She start massaging my face. Okay. She start massaging my face. Just get some Noxzema and some other cream and just start put some gloves on. Just get the get the creases in and all that stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Go run in the bathroom. Go run in the, you know, the banyo. You know what I'm saying? Go wipe that off and then come back to the seat. I'm over here like, yo. Yeah. I'm getting pampered. I'm, I'm feeling this, right? So then all of a sudden, I go to, now, I'm not going to lie. You know. I'm full, full on hoe sometimes when it comes to women. So I'm in there with my gym clothes on, okay? Okay. All right. Now, now I have made a change. I don't wear like cut off shirts anymore. I wear like regular crew neck shirts and stuff. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But that's only because I don't work out as much as I used to. I've been too busy trying to get this business done with the podcast. But, 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 I would come in there with the cut off shirts. Mm-hmm. She's like, okay. Right. Now, I'm about to get to the funny stuff. Okay. So, I text her out of nowhere, like, yo, what's up? Like, you going out? Like, what you doing? I don't know what made me do it. I just did it. So she was like, oh, well, I'm actually am going out tonight. If you want to come, I'll hit you. Okay. I'm coming. Hit me. Okay. So she hit me. Had me at this, this place. Okay. Yes, it is a hole in the wall, Hispanic place. No disrespect, but it's, it's, a, it's a place. All right. All right. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm keeping it real. You know what's going on. Like, you walk in and it's Mexican music. All right. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know. Okay. Now, me and my man, me and my business partner, we go up in here and go check it out, right? Uh-huh. So. Tell me more. It's Mexican as hell. It's all good, though. You know what I'm saying? I'm having a good time. They showing me love. Uh-huh. So here she is, right? But this is what she got on. This is what f me up for a second. So she got a fitted on. No, it wasn't the usual suspects fitted. Uh, <laughs> she had a fitted on. Black shirt. But had black leggings. I thought it was jeans, but it had some black leggings. Okay. And then it was some thick. I don't know. She could have been Puerto Rican. She could have been Dominican. She was very light. So I, I don't want to say she Puerto Rican, but I just know she was thick. That's what I know. Okay. I, ladies, don't get mad at me. We, you know what I'm saying. All right. right. We're just talking about not like that type of like 
not fluffy thick. I'm talking about like, okay. Okay. All right. Like, okay. Some meat on the bone. I like this. <laughs> All right. So anyway, she's like, yo, this is my girl. A girl. This is her girl. Her girl. Her girl. Her girl. Her girl. Okay. The barber's girl. Yes. So now I'm in a bigger dilemma uh, socially for myself. Was Drake's Drake song? Girls like girls where I'm from. Because, because now I realize that this isn't like the feminine lesbian that I'm attracted to. Oh, my. <laughs> this is... <laughs> this is the bull... Wow. This is... Oh. So the aggressive woman. Yeah. So she. It, let me, before you continue. Yes. Go I, ahead. I'm very curious. Yes. So when she's cutting your hair, she's like regular. She's normal. Like she's. She, well, here's the problem, man. She rubs on my face a lot when she no, does it. So I know, I'm, I'm like saying, ready. Is the, is the body language there or is is not there? So this is what she be saying to me as she be cutting my hair. Yo, I'm thinking about doing massages. Um, and I was like, yo, I can go to Walmart and get a massage table right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's actually what I be saying to this woman. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I just try to get to the point. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so she, so she's not giving that off. Like, I don't, I'm not dealing with guys. I'm, I'm not, she's not giving that vibe off. So here's, that's what I'm saying. here's where I turned into Stefan Arkell about the whole situation okay. because she said her ex-boyfriend does the BS Blah, blah, blah. You know how women talk. They talk about their ex-boyfriend. So I immediately was like, oh, oh yeah. Maybe okay. you, you know what I'm saying? But until okay. I saw the woman, then I'm like, oh, come on. He like, messed this it is up crazy. Her ex-boyfriend messed it up for everybody. But and, go ahead. And here's what, exactly. And here's what messed it up for me on that night that I went to go out with her. So we buying drinks, you know, having a good time, buying hookah, of course. I'm trying to show off, have a good time. So then she was like, yo. Well, before you leave, let's get these shots. You know what I'm saying? Like, get four of them. Me, my business partner, her, her girl. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Her girl worked for the worked for the spot. So now, because I don't know, like, now I don't know what Hispanic world is. Like, okay. I try to, you know what I'm saying? Right, because right, right, I got right. love, but I don't know. So it's like, they, this woman had me pay her girl $10 just to get the drinks. So I already spent $40 on the shots plus mm-hmm. $10 for her to go get the drink. That in itself almost turned me off. Okay. Well, I was like, well, what's this about? Okay. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of it, I'm over here in my mind as I'm driving home like, yo, I hate, I'm not going to use the word that I think I'm going to use, but I am attracted to an aggressive woman. Oh, okay. Now, the gangster in me is like, well, she's still a woman. Okay. But, you know. Right. I give, I give, I, I, I hear you. I mean, the <sighs> souls, the energy. It was the aggressive energy that had you like, yo, what's up? So you saying you want to submit? No. <laughs> I'm saying Wait, I want so, her so, to submit. So, so, so for those that didn't hear Nate, he, Nate said, so you want to submit. Wow. No, I want to, <laughs> I want to slap some leggings on her and, <laughs> and give her the business. Anyway, so okay. speaking of business, Black Thriller. Yes. Well, Thriller. For those who do not know about Thriller, the streaming app. Thriller the streaming app, they basically put on a great show with uh, Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. And they, do, and they do verses. They do verses. Yeah. All right. So right, right now they're trying to put out, we're not trying, they are making the attempt to put out very good, I would say, urban new content. Yes. Through pay-per-view events via concerts and boxing events or maybe yeah. uh, MMA events. Uh-huh. All right. They're doing a decent job of it so far. And now they are helping black creators. Mm-hmm. 
create bank with their Thriller app because they're looking to be the new TikTok, the new IG, the new Facebook where you could do your 15 second stories or your 30 second stories. You get paid $2,000 a month and then $2,000 a month with equity. Wait, so let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. On, on that app, you can like stream, you can chat live and you can do all that stuff on that app? I believe so. You can comment and do all that stuff. You can on comment. That? So I just I just seen a couple of people that we're going to talk about real fast in a second okay. that have their own Thriller app and it's basically set up the way TikTok and Instagram. Okay, is. I was just making they sure. Got paid. Well, well, I wouldn't say it's more post. It's basically video. It's basically video and people just live comment or whatever. Well, you know what? From the page that I saw, I didn't see live comment. I saw basically videos that you can look at and then you can comment on them if you want to. But that's okay, it. Okay. So I wouldn't it say is, live so, chat. So, so it is like a social media type platform. I would say it's another Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram. Okay. They just basically doing videos. So I would say more Snapchat out of any of them. Okay. But, I just, 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 I just needed that clarification because no. I, I didn't, I, I used the app, but I didn't use it for that purpose. So go ahead. No, no, it's all good. So, so here's the thing. I'm just thinking, just to get to my point, because I, I spent so much time talking about a, a woman that I like that I know not, she's not going to listen because she listened to Bachata. She don't listen to this. It's all good. I want her to, you know what I'm saying? But you know. I don't do bachata on my on my on my network. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> we gotta see how that go. But real stuff though. I think this is false advertising. Okay. That's my personal opinion about what Thriller is doing. Don't get me wrong. What Thriller is doing for black creators, quote unquote, is great. But the people that they're going to sign for this contract to get this 2000 a month and 2000 in equity are people that are already loaded in views, followings, and their title. For instance, Marco Hall is a signed boxer, not only with 7 million, uh, 7 million followers on TikTok, but he's also signed to the money team. Okay. Like, him making content, like, that's like... That's like Tiger uh, that was signed to Young Money. Just like, yo, I'm going to just put a video out of me doing a beach house party with all these women and everybody's going to be on to that. He's Tiger. Right. I understand that. Kind of, I understand what you're saying. Then they got some woman named Noelle Bellenhausen. I don't know. She's a she's a mixed sister. Yeah, she's a she's a mixed breed. Eh? No, I'm just playing. Yeah, she's somebody's grandchild. But, but, yeah. her, but, her, but her last name her is grandfather's like... grandfather's wife. Yeah. You're funny. Her last name is like Bellenhausen or something like that. It's definitely... German. Noel, wait, hold up. Noel Bellinghausen, B-E-L-L-I-N-G-H-A-U-S-E-N. Now check out her resume. This is the point that I'm making about people. She's a singer, songwriting actress that has credit. Like she has actual credits on music. She's official tissue. She's a former basketball player in college. She played for Old Dominion when it was ranked top 10 mm. in the country okay. during her time. Because she's 43 right now. So this was like a ways ago for her. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? She, um, what else she got going on? She's been in a couple of TV shows. If you look at her IMBD, uh, INDB, my apologies, she's actually have a new trailer out for a movie right now. It's probably one of them C-level movies uh-huh. that probably going to go straight to DVD or straight to a streaming service. But again, she's out here on these streets. Okay. She's doing more streaming movies than I am. And I'm more talented probably. I, I- <laughs> She's taller, but I'm more talented. <laughs> I, I, I understand. So, so where do you see the false advertisement? Because where, where do you see that? He, okay, so here's where I see the false advertising. Because Thriller, who I'm pretty sure, whoever the people that run Thriller, they have money out the wazoo. We're going to make a big media push. We're going to mm-hmm. let people know about what we have going on. So when I sent this out to other black people, uh-huh. other black creators, if you want to use that term, right? Okay, they're like, yo. Oh, yo, this is money time, y'all. And I'm like, yo, dog, you only got 800 followers. This ain't for you. 
Yeah. This is not your conversation. You have to have a threshold. The same way how we doing with the podcast. Like, remember in the beginning, in the beginning, before we had 4,000 downloads, we ain't had no could, advertisement? Yeah, we had to reach a certain threshold before we got... But, That's all I'm saying. But, but, I don't think it's necessarily false advertising, though. Mm-hmm. I'm only... I, I, because these we're doing all these other platforms for free. They're not offering us anything and we're building those other platforms. We're... we're Spending money on ads. Right. People are getting millions of followers, right. hundreds of thousands of followers, but they're actually offering you something to come onto the platform. So you might not necessarily have a million, two million uh, followers now, but if you go onto this platform and you build it out, you may get a check. Like, you might not get a $2,000 check, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Because if this guy is 7 million, he got a contract. Is he getting a $2,000 check? Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. But they're, they're putting it out there like, hey, we can give you this monthly and then we can give you equity inside of the business. So it's your incentive to come onto the platform and help build out the platform because you'll have ownership in it. So here goes the work of it. Because what you just said is yeah. a hundred. Here goes the work of it. Like the realism of the work. Let's say you are someone that has 100,000 followers. Yeah. And you're about to get, let's say 500, not the 2,000, get 500. Five. So let's say that 200,000 following that you have are from Instagram. Now your job is to get everybody that follows you on Instagram, supposedly, to come over the thriller. I don't think that's what it is. But it is exactly No, no. Because people have their platforms. Like, there are people that are still doing Snapchat that are not on Twitter. Mm -hmm. There are people that are on Instagram that are not on TikTok. Because you can do reels, you can do all these things. I think what it is, is you can show your ability to grow a following on the platform. But if you want... To get paid on the Thriller platform, you have to have the numbers on the Thriller platform. So, so, so that means so, so that means so, you have the conversion. I'm just saying, in real life, in real life, you're not just you convert- necessarily converting your numbers from one place but and it's going have, to you, another. But if you have a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand followers, you can you can you can convert ten percent of that. Absolutely, you understand what but I'm are saying. You, but ten percent of so ten percent of the two hundred thousand is twenty thousand, and is Thriller going to sign you for being a, would, a, a, would, a normal I everyday would, no name? They have getting, analytics. They have analytics. So okay. if, if the analytics, I, it, I'm and I'm speculating. I'm just going to put this out there. Okay, this is this is how I would go into it. Oh, don't worry, I know you're speculating. I'm don't speculating worry, like I'm, I'm happy up. that you let the listeners know. Yeah, I, this is how this is me thinking. We hang out together. You yeah, know that, right? Yeah. Okay. So this is me thinking on the back. <laughs> How it works You have your own analytics You yes. can see the rate And the growth of a, of a particular account Yes And you can sign them And then you can make That account a priority You yes. can put them in a, On the top of the feed You can make them Help build the platform Because you're showing Some energy A certain level Of growth within the app mm-hmm. That's That's Why you would make An announcement that way right. To get people to come in Because if you make Thriller The next popular app People are going to come, right? So even if you got seven million, if you got seven million, they sign you, and you only convert ten thousand, they're not gonna they're not gonna give you any money. You follow what I'm saying? I don't. Th- I think you, you're, you're out of the, you're out of the uh, equation if you can't do that because you're telling people to come onto a new platform. I think it's just the ability you you have the ability to grow that, so they're gonna sign you. You know who the smartest business owner I know? Who Nate? You know why? Why? Because he's not even on none of these platforms. We'll be right back. You have one unheard message. 
Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. <laughs> this is the Late Night Flight. What the f***? This that pilot right here. You want me to bring, you want to bring it in? Yeah, I'm going to bring, you can bring it in. Oh, just go ahead, just start it? Yeah, just play. All right. Darkest moments in Jersey City, some real warmth and light, thanks to the kindness of strangers. This one focused on the children who've been directly impacted by the shootings. Separately, Jersey City native Frank Educational Gilmore putting his money where his heart is. The former drug dealer turned education advocate was invited on The Ellen Show to share his story. That segment was supposed to air December 10th, the day of the shooting. He took students from the eight schools nearest to the shooting and went on a $10,000 shopping spree. Yo, first of all, let's congratulate Ghosts. For jumping out the TV and said, <laughs> running for a club, running the streets, I'm gonna run the F water Jersey City. Yo, shout out to you. Shout out to shout out to Gilmore, bro. You know you a pro wrestler when your name is Frank Educational Gilmore. Like <laughs> you gonna learn today. You gonna learn today, yo. I can see him <laughs> just jumping off the top rope talking about I got a new move called the ruler. <laughs> <laughs> I could see him at like Nino Brown walking around the table with the pit bull like you gonna learn today <laughs> dude dude first of all I want people to know that this is before we like start making jokes and having fun we actually do want to give him a lot nah, of credit yes absolutely first of all the man had uh, he got endorsed not, and maybe not in the money way but verbally by a Republican committeeman from Jersey City. Okay. Like, this is how this started. Like, if you check out this man's IG, you'll see how this man came up. A Republican committeeman said, this man, right. this man, right. educational, this man, this guy, he will be the one that should be running for councilman. He's the one that should be winning the seat in councilman. Wow. Now, mm -hmm. this is a former drug dealer turned, uh, 
well, I don't say turned anything yet, but he's a former drug dealer who supposedly got his degree from Rutgers. Uh-huh. And because at first I was going to be like, yo, this dude is just, he just wiped his ass with a political science degree. Like, he like, I don't care. Nah, man, he did the work. He did the work. Yeah. I got to give him that. He did yeah. the work. He, he did that, got the degree. And now he's being a full on advocate for his ward that he grew up in. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So here's the thing. I played that clip, but we played that clip for a reason. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I'm from Newark, New Jersey. And Newark, New Jersey is definitely very similar or parallel to Jersey City, New Jersey. And I'm gonna, I have to put this out here right now. I'm not even trying to knock the mayor of Newark at all. But I got to say this, though. Number one, I did not know money can beat the son of any city. I didn't know that. Until now, because when you put $10,000 out on the streets, <laughs> all right, when you put $10,000 out on the streets for no reason, you know what I'm saying? Now I know how Roz Baraka lost to Cory Booker, because when Cory Booker has a sponsor named Oprah, right. you're losing, okay? Like, I have money behind me that you don't know, like, you, don't, you can't even match that money. You can't even match that money, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But more importantly, in this certain situation right here, what I find so amusing is that Ross Baraka, Mayor Baraka, would never give kids $10,000 just unknowingly. Just, just uh, Yeah, just put them on a bus. Just put them on a just bus. Just get whatever you want. Go ahead. You don't even got to buy anything. He said, what? You don't even have to buy anything. <laughs> just, we're going to take care of the kids. Don't worry about it. We're going to just go cash that ballot. <laughs> Yo, he basically babysitted the kids. While the parents went out. And <laughs> <laughs> Yo, just Yo. go ahead. Put the kids on the bus. Don't worry about it. I find this... Amazing. That's great, man. It's great. And he and he's an independent. He's not yeah. a Democrat. Yeah. He's not a Republican. He's just money. That was a smart move. He's just money. That was a smart 10,000. And that's not a lot of money at all. It's not. It's, it's technically not. In, in campaign funds? In campaign funds, it's nothing. A drop in a bucket. That's what I'm saying. And, and, and here's what even here's where it gets even smart. I'm glad you said that. Cause as you know, I work for a state senator. Yeah, man. Yo, like I know what state senator campaign money looked like. I had to do the election uh, ballot. Like, well, basically I did this paperwork where every sponsor, every donor, I had to write down their names, their address. I had to file a form. I think it's called an election law form or something like Mm -hmm. that. I I forgot. I got to go back and Google and redo all that. I I haven't worked for Senator Ronald Rice in about six years, but I did this paperwork. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, to be honest with you, if you want to run for councilman in like a, a town like Jersey City, which does get money in that town, yes, because they funnel money, and I'm not talking about illegal money. I'm just talking about truck driver money, whatever the case may be, union money from New York City to Jersey City to Newark up to North Jersey. It's a lot of money lot of around money this town. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, yo, you don't have to have a fifty thousand dollar campaign budget to win a councilman seat. Right. Not around here. You don't. I'm just being honest. You don't. This man okay. just came out of nowhere and just spent 10000 like grand, like, huh? And huh. got news coverage. The influence of the D-Boy, this is why we're talking about right. it in this way and having fun with it, because the influence of the D-Boy is not only a real thing, it's a thing that I feel as though young black Americans, they, they, they galvanize to. Mm-hmm. They'll vote for you because you've been in the jerk. You've been in the trenches with them. You've em. been in the trenches with them. You came out the mud, as we like well, to say now. In that days. environment, exactly. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, so smart. Talk to me about this. Like, we, you know, we we come up like I'm not saying like we like the most hoodest. You know what I'm saying? 
I, but we we know these lifestyles. I, I, We've seen these type of yeah, people. Yeah, I just want to. I would say, you know, a lot of these guys that come out and they 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 make it out of the game, quote unquote. Yes, they're usually smart business. They're you know smart, savvy, savvy, savvy guys. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. In our environment, unfortunately, that we grew up in pushes us to go to our natural abilities. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like he him he was a smart dude. He's obviously a smart dude. And he obviously has some charisma to him as well. Exactly. So, um, it, I mean, you know, from the street, if you're a person of the people, you are a person of the, you've been in the street. Yes. You understand the people. Yes. You have the pulse. Yes. You know what people are going through because you are actually a part of the struggle. Whether, what, however you may have participated yes. in that struggle. Yes. Whether you were struggling or you were the drug dealer getting out of the struggle. That 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 part of that cycle, and fortunately for him, he was able to come out of it, get his education, get get school, named yes. himself educational, yes. which is an awesome thing. Yes, smart smart brother, smart brother. Now, I I was I would commend him. We need more people like him to run for office because at least we know who they are, who they come from, and they're not political pawns that are planted. From other places that we know nothing about. Now here's, I'm glad you said that because you used the word that I wanted to talk about. Pawn. Pawns. Because here's the thing about this young man. No disrespect. He's nobody's pawn. Not yet. Hey. Not I'm, yet. That's that's where I was about to get into. Okay. He's okay. nobody's pawn technically for, for to get to see so sorry, to get the seat of councilman, he definitely made sure he was nobody's pawn. So we, I mean, we're, but, we're, but now that he's in office and he's going to be willing and dealing with politicians. Of course, there's a power, there's a power structure that's there. But what I'm saying is if he wills a certain level of influence. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to go on my long political rant because, you know, I can do it. Yes. But a lot of these people that are now coming into office now, these are nobodies. These are people on a fringe. These are people that have nothing but influence. They don't have any money and they're moving the direction of the political conversation. I'm just going to leave it there. I'm just, you know, the Omars and the, the, the far left, the far right people, they don't have no money. That are raising money now because they come out and they say whatever they want to say, but they don't really have the experience that all these other high-powered, affluent politicians have. So, to my homegirl from Minnesota, Representative Ema, uh, what's her name again? E- Ms. Omar? Oh, Ms. Oh, Ms. Omar, just, yeah. Representative Omar from, from uh, Minnesota. Yes. Though. So, all you got to do, you're in one of the coldest states in America. You might as well get that crack popping right now. <laughs> Ain't nobody going to catch you, girl. Wow. Go ahead, sis. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> you better sell that crack if you want to be president. We'll be right back. This is The Late Night Flag. Ooh, I'm praying. That my co-producer don't tell me what to do with my podcast if you know what I'm saying. Mm, about to listen to what's going on one of these podcasts. What's going on out here? Hello, it's me. Uh-oh. I was wondering if after all these years you lied to me. Mm-mm. I don't know this song. This is my competition. Adele? 
No, not Adele. You. Uh, my competition. Oh, you yeah. Are. I probably did it so bad that you didn't understand. <laughs> yes, you did. Like, I don't know this song. You did it terrible. Hello, guys. Welcome to our 75 listeners out there. We love you. Thank you for, you know, sticking with us through these, you know, the beginning times. 75. Just be cracking up and, like, getting the ball rolling. And anyway, y'all probably don't care. Drum line. I don't. <laughs> oh, don't maybe care. it could be like a drum, like a drum roll. Yeah. All right, guys. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to our podcast. That was better. Partially Grown. This is a safe space for black women created by black women. Uh-oh. I'm Suge and I'm here with my co-host. Jessica. And we are here to talk about, um, you know, mental health, mm-hmm. relationships, okay. sex. Okay. Um, anything we deem necessary, honestly. Mm. Messy. Mm-hmm. Mental um, health. Celebrity news. Mental all health kind of and stuff, messy y'all. Okay. Y'all here with us and just really... I ain't got shit else to do. I want to listen to some people just talk, miss. We don't. You at the right spot. You're in the right place. <sighs> See what you did, Wendy hey girl, Williams? how you doing? This is the Late Night Flight Nassua New Rule co-producer Smarts. And before we get into my take on podcasting through the eyes of the legacy of Wendy Williams and the legacy of the divorce status of Dr. Dre and Exhibit, and you're like... How the hell are you going to pull that one off? <laughs> Don't worry. I'm a pro. Smarts, yeah. I want to know, did you hear about this? X-Con, I got this from uh, thedailyvoice.com. Okay, thedailyvoice.com. This is a TSA report. X-Con bolts Newark Airport security checkpoint after agent finds his gun in bag. Yes. Yo, so I'm just trying to figure out why would an X-Con bring a gun that he found or stole and try to get it on a plane. He probably forgot it was in there. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. Because he hauled ass. Yeah, once he once he realized it was in there, he got up out of there. He, he, yeah, he, he forgot it was in there. He How probably, was, he probably was high. How do you forget that? High? That's crazy. That's the only logical explanation is that you could be high. But, but you know, uh, a friend of mine, that actually happened to a friend of mine, but his gun was legal. Ah. But it was in his bag and he forgot. And he brought it through the airport. So what happened in his situation? Um, they they drew all their guns on him. They you know they they ran down on him, and um, he admitted that it was his. And yeah. he, he told the truth. He said, "I forgot it was in there." Showed them, you know, his 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 credentials, his paperwork, and but everything. It, so no jail time. No jail time. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So now that we got that out the way, I want to talk about the greatness or lack of, but I'm going to say greatness, as far as radio is concerned, in this medium of radio where you have to communicate to a listener, broadcasting some type of message, news, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Wendy Williams is top 10 in New York City. I I don't care what you say. She's one of the the goats. She is one of the goats. She is one of the greatest radio disc jockey personalities. Number one in gossip. Numero uno. She birthed that. Like, in my opinion, forget birth of a nation. She birthed relationship gossip talk. Media takeout, all that. She birthed all that. All of that. What's that? What's that one that um that everyone World Star? World Star Shade Room. Shade Room. Shade Room should be buying a Bentley. I mean, buying a Bentley. They should be buying a Bentley, giving it to Wendy Williams. Every year. And media takeout should be buying her house every year. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I heard she's not feeling too well, so we just want to wish you a, a, a safe recovery. Yes. And we hope that media takeout pays for everything you need going yeah. on right now because yeah. you deserve it. Like, you know what I'm saying? You yep. deserve it. I can't even knock you. Don't get me wrong. A lot of people dislike you. 
because of the rumors and the gossip style that you put together. I mean, let's be honest. Again, all the tea that you spilled. Be- and, and, <laughs> and, 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 and here's the problem with relationship gossip talk. The tea that you spilled didn't come from real sources. It was all rumors. It was all rumors. Speculation. And, and because you're this disc jockey from the 90s, you can get away with that because it's different in the 90s than what it was now. See, like now everybody is in on the fix of, let me be nice to you, Megan Thee Stallion, because I may need a song from you one day. I don't hang out with you. I don't know what you do. I don't know nothing about you. Right. But I'm going to be fake and phony and nice to you because I may need something from, from yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the 90s, everybody was at the club. So it's like Mary J, Method Man, Wendy Williams, you yeah, know what I'm saying, Funk yeah, Master and, Flex. And they all was young. They all was young. So it just, was- Just, just living their doing living, their own thing. Living their own life, doing it, living their best life, doing their own thing, having a great time. Yeah. There's stories about Method Man and Wendy Williams hooking up. I mean, I, I, that's just possible. I never knew. I never knew. Well, we knew. It, it had, we talked about that on one of these episodes know, a just, long, I'm long time saying, ago. But we didn't know till last year. Yeah, no, no. But that's the point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We just saying yeah. that- Wendy Williams got to live the life that she has in a time where not only was it acceptable, no one was doing it. Well, there was no internet. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. She did something before. The, like the internet was going to gobble all this stuff up because they're, they're great at collecting filth. What I'm saying is that she made the filth not only palatable, but it, it turned her into a megastar. Yeah, that, 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 that made you want to listen, like tune in. People would tune into the radio for her. The tune woman, the woman accused Tyson, Tyson Beffert, Tyrese, and seventy percent of the NFL of being gay. Yeah, the whole the whole way through, the whole time. Didn't care. Knew she was lying. Did not care. Yeah. So here's my thing. I want to commend her, but at the same time, I don't want to commend her. As you know, Smarts, there's one thing I hate about podcasts so much. What is that topic, Smarts? Relationship topics. I hate relationship topics. <laughs> I hate it. And you know what? Now that she's not going to be on this show no more and she's getting replaced by uh, Sherry Shepard. Now, now, mind you, I don't know if she's getting replaced, replaced. We just know that Sherry Shepard is coming on doing more episodes. And this 54-year-old woman who's got to be on TV, she's a C-list style celebrity. But in podcasting, the last time I checked, the last C-list celebrities that got to do something, they run the podcast world now. Joe Rogan, Joe Button. So it's all good. Yeah. I wish I was a C-list celebrity. You know what I'm saying? I'd probably get me a TV show somewhere. So whatever. So shout out to you, Miss Sherry, for getting that job. But I find it funny that Wendy Williams have birthed a style, a, 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 a trope, if you will, of podcasting where women... There are a lot of women that are hosts of podcasts. Yes. But all they talk about are relationship topics. Yes. Here's the problem with that. None of them say anything that I can agree with at all. It's none of them? None of them. Okay. None of them. <laughs> okay, okay. Not even Wendy Williams. Okay. Because she do speculation and gossip. Okay. Like, the, you can't go to them and, and get their advice on what you think love is. Not when they over here f***ing and sucking three other dudes. Oh my wow. I'm just keeping it real. Come on, Smarts. Let's keep... Look, listen. Hey. I'm not saying every woman is like that. I'm just making a point. Well, sometimes people can tell you what not to do because they doing all the doing. 
than say that out front. <laughs> hey, listen, Nasur, I'm going to tell you some real because <laughs> I'm out here doing the doing. I'm, I'm here doing the doing and it's not working for me, so don't do this. You know what I'm saying? But they don't do that. <laughs> they like, nah, let me tell you something, girl. You need to go do this. It's like, what? Right, right. What? <laughs> <laughs> so I just wanted to put that out there because Wendy Williams, say whatever you want. The queen is a goat for what she put together. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So I just wish you a safe recovery. Although I wish that you would come back and and, and be healthy and, and put get that blood stream flowing so you can talk to your sisters that are creating these podcasts and just pull them to the side and say, no, sis. I thought I, no. I, I heard <laughs> I heard that she is doing she's coming back and she's doing a show. So she's going she's coming back to television, but she's just not coming back to that particular show. So she's trying to do uh, Ellen, but without the backlash. She's basically saying, "No, no, no. I think she's I'm not a- going to do a show like that. I think she's gonna she's gonna do something like helping people become radio personalities. Oh, really? Like, yeah, like educating people. With that being said, helping- no, no, Wendy, you've done a great job with relationship topics. <laughs> you've done a great girl. You are the best. So she about to create some monsters out here. I'm telling you. <laughs> but you know what? If she do do that, I just feel like she's gonna just deal with a bunch of women that's gonna do the same thing that she do. Maybe she'll deal with a Henny Badger that has found their own niche, their own style in podcasting. And uh-huh. she'll be like, yo, I like what this young man doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but she's going to give them the ins and outs of radio. So, Well, let me yeah. talk about a producer that's been giving the ins and outs of production, the ins and outs of some of the greatest rap talents in history. We're talking about Snoop Dogg. We're talking about... Uh, Kendrick Lamar. We're talking about Exhibit. We're talking about Snoop Dogg, Eminem. We're talking about the one and only Dr. Dre. Uh huh. Dr. Dre and Exhibit. Wait, when you said you said Snoop Dogg twice, you probably meant to say Tupac, but go ahead. Thank you. There you go. Okay, no problem. <laughs> so Snoop Dogg, I said Snoop Dogg. Now, see, now I'm talking about Dr. Dre. Now you got to be talking about Dre, Snoop Dogg. Dr. Dre. Same person if you're talking about the chronic. No, Word. I'm just playing, but Word. <laughs> Dr. Dre and Exhibit have a article out about black men healing. Yes. <sighs> okay. Okay. All right. So take your time. Um, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. So, oh my God. Oh my God. So should have never gave you money. <laughs> so I was talking to my homegirl Whitney yesterday because I, I try to bounce these ideas off walls yeah. to see if they stick and if they make sense. And okay. I, I realized that black men healing is a real motherfucker topic. And it's a real topic. Like, I did not know it was real where this woman did not want to laugh at none of my jokes. Because we need healing. Because we need healing. And don't get me wrong, I know that we need healing, but I hate the way it's being verbally delivered through podcasts. Right. Because they're not talking about healing. They're just talking to each other. Right. Black men healing isn't me and smarts talking on a podcast. We're out here trying to actually put on a show so we can get downloads so we can make money. Well, if we were if we were to talk about healing, we would probably have like a psychiatrist or someone on here to talk about healing or a motivational speaker yes. or pastor. That's correct. Somebody that can actually give you real counseling. Yes. Or willing to lie to you like pastors. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I grew up in church. Yeah, back to Dr. Dredd exhibit. I grew up in church. I can say these things. Anyway, listen. Yeah. What I'm saying is, I don't need to hear about Dr. Dre trying to heal. No disrespect to Dr. Dre. I'm not saying that he's not a good man or a good man. I'm going to just assume that, and this is not knocking Miss Nicole. I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure Dr. Dre was 
Okay. <laughs> but, 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 you know, um, he, you know, his reputation, he don't have a, his reputation with women. It's is not, great. it's not great. So is, you know, is he damaged for, because the way he treat people and he needs the healing, is he healing? So here's my thing. You know what I'm saying? Is that what we, is that what we're talking about? So it does healing look like this? And, and, and don't get does me wrong. Does healing look like you no, and no. your boy having a conversation on the podcast? I'm about to tell, well, answer is no. But <laughs> <laughs> here's what I'm about to say about does healing look like this? Does healing look like, and actually I'm going to say yes, but I'm, I want to still put it out there out loud. Does it look like this? Where Exhibit and Dr. Dre are selling shirts that say, NWD with divorces. Oh my goodness. Wow. To a point where Keisha Cole saw the shirt on Instagram and said, please get me one because you know she divorced, she divorced. Wow. Daniel Gibson, the, the former basketball yeah, player. So, so 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 that's the healing is to like, yes, I'm a divorce, yay. Is that is that healing? This is what I'm saying. Healing. So here's my thing about yeah. podcasts doing black men healing. Because I yeah. ain't going to just talk about women. I'm, I'm going to talk about you fellas too. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like to women's credit, they have they have dominated black media. Yes. From like, I'm talking about film, television, black creator, TikTok stuff, and uh -huh. podcasting. They running. I got to give them that. Yeah, they do. So I'm, kudos to you. Right. Even though women as a majority do the same basic thing. That's, you know, that's neither here or there. It's right. You're out here doing it. My hat's off to you. So now here come the fellas. <sighs> you know something? As far as I know, you're not like much of a sports guy, but I would have rather these men do sports. All right? Because okay. now we got men doing relationship topics. They think they're the next Kevin Samuels now. They want to go right. talk to some women. And I'm not going to say they're they ratchet women. We're going to just say women that don't have the same intellectual strength in relationships. Or intellectual maturity, right? You know what I mean. Like uh -huh, they're gonna—they're still in the level of preference. Uh huh. Like I'm going after my preference, right. even though my last three men did me wrong and dirty. I'm right. still gonna chase my preference. Yeah. So we're dealing with men that probably were one of those preferences and still just didn't come away with the right thing. So now they need healing, quote unquote. Yeah, there's a lot of hurt men, broken men out here. You know what I'm saying? I mean, listen, so, I'm gonna but, be honest. I'm, I'm, I want because I want to be honest about this. Yeah. Like, I'm hurt about things, you know what I'm saying? Right. But I'm not like, I don't need to make a podcast about how that hurt is. I realize that realistically in life, all I can do is wake up, go to work, mm -hmm. punch this clock, save this money, uh -huh. get to the next thing with the money. You know what I mean? Like, like, like right. my co-producer right here, like this is, this is a setup man. You know what I mean? Him and, him and his wife, they have property. They have Children, they have their own house. Like they, like Range Rovers. I, I shouldn't get into it. I'm sorry. People. I understand. Now, what you're now people have yeah. gangsters in New York. Be like, oh yeah, that's what he got. <laughs> they could, they could come check. Let's come they, after. They could if they. they Let's come check. after. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> the water's fine. <laughs> no, but but what I'm saying is, it's like I'm working on those things on my own. Understood. You know what I mean? Like I want to have a house. I want to, you know, just level up on some things. Right. And personally, as a man, I don't want to do all this stuff with a woman if I'm not going to basically give her my all. Understood. And then on this other other end of it, like I'm not where I want to be now. And I, and that's just my personal thing. Right. That's a personal thing. You don't have to be like that. Right. Because there are women that that will take you for the half as good as you are. Absolutely. But I've been through that 
And I realized that it didn't it work don't for work, me. It work for you. So I don't want to put a woman through that again. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Now, my thing is, I feel like men understand these things. Even though we, we still got to have therapy and we got to talk it out, all those things. But I would just rather you, like Smart said in the beginning of this segment, go talk to the right people. Thank you for flying the late night flight. Shout out to all the pilots who contribute to the fastest rising podcast. If you want to contribute, DM us at the late night flight. Hey, yo, what the f- This is a pilot right here. 